0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
1: The following is a fourth-hand production. Sunken warships, downed military planes of a bygone era, and incalculable lost treasure all lay at the bottom of the Baltic Sea. But according to some, something else lies beneath. She was the secret he kept from his wife. Norman? Now.
2: Norman! She's mad. <coughs> She's dead. I had an affair with
3: her. When I tried to break it off, she threatened to kill herself. And she's back. Harrison Ford. What lies beneath?
4: No conspiracy bot. Not the ghosts of Harrison Ford's ex-lovers. An actual UFO. We strap on our scuba gear, head to the Scandinavian Peninsula, and dive into the mystery of the Baltic Sea Anomaly next on Hysteria 51.
2: They say... I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. you I'm not crazy!
3: This hysteria.
0: You can't handle the truth! brain is gone. This is
3: Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's lie. But you won't find it here.
2: They're coming for you. Look,
1: there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that's never been to the bottom of the ocean, but we're pretty sure that's where the Gungans live. This is Hysteria 51. We're going underwater, Oki okay Day. I might warn you, Gungans no liking
3: outsiders, so don't expect a worm welcome.
1: Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, I'm your host and captain on this mysterious journey to the deep. My name is John Goforth.
4: Hey, yo, daily, uh, Captain Tapos.
0: Me say back.
1: Alongside is my co-captain and probably the biggest Jar Jar Binks fan alive, Mr. Brent the Gungan Hand. You're thinking, you said people gonna die? Wait, wait, that. Why would you even say that?
4: I hated Jar Jar Binks as much as the next Star Wars fan, though I did love when Robot Chicken did the Jar Jar Binks Return sketch. Jar Jar visits Anakin much later in life, and uh, it's when he's Darth Vader. Annie?
3: What hey, the? Annie! Little Annie! Jaja, I am no wow, longer Anakin Skywalker. Ruby. These
4: are some nice advice, you fool! Look,
3: Jaja, it is hey. very important that oh, oh, oh. oh. you never speak to me again.
4: What's happened to you? you sir? burn your face? Ah, Jaja! Ah. Annie, prepare What's
3: What's happened to you? Uh. <laughs>
1: no i, I it's it, it was it was it was classic i, I think later on doesn't he like throwing him throw him out an airlock or something and uh he returns as one of like the blue ghosts from uh, the end of return of the jedi like you know yeah. yoda and obi-wan blue, Allah, yep. uh, and he's just haunting him forever misa back anakin <laughs> <laughs> that's true well
4: that doesn't even answer the question why why did you lie to our fine listeners and say i'm a big fan
2: because he's an idiot.
1: That other voice you're hearing is the third host of the show, the one and only Conspiracy Bot.
4: That's right. Seabot's a bot I built in my lab to help produce the show. Unfortunately, he tends to just get drunk, unplug guests, as we've had him do from time to
1: time, and make a great mess of everything. And that's the reason right there. I assumed you created Seabot in Jar Jar Bank's image, <laughs> a bumbling idiot that screws up everything he attempts to make better. You almost got us killed. Are you brainless? I spec. Expect- the ability to speak does not make you intelligent.
2: That clip was for you, Cbot. I hate you so much, but regardless, you might be right. You know, Jar Jar was actually a Sith Lord, right? I've
4: actually, I've heard that theory. I've seen the things online. I guess it starts with how good he is at accidentally killing the bad guys every time he's in danger. Yeah, on the, the like big, the,
1: the big battle on oh, the, yeah.
4: Uh, Naboo. Yeah, you go back to episode one and look at him take out all those droids. People say he isn't clumsy, but rather that's Z Quan or drunken fist fighting style
1: he's essentially Eddie Gordo <laughs> is what you're saying yeah I've heard it I've heard that one too they they point to the, it the that- CGI people were just smashing buttons <laughs> oh, that, wait, no, that's just how you played it. like, oh, Eddie Gordo I apologize oh that's funny <laughs> And not true. All right, so I, I have heard it, too. Uh, they point to his uh, his acrobatics as well. When, uh, when Qui-Gon and um, Obi-Wan first meet him out in the forest, and, they, and he says, you know, we need to go underwater, mm. uh, he jumps into the water, and he does like this 25-foot jump into the air, spinning the
0: triple lindy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly Spinning triple Lindy That like According to Star Wars buffs Only a true master of the force Could 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 do well, something Well like that.
4: that or Rodney Dangerfield I Also mean, one true or the other. Also true And right after Qui-Gon's funeral Yoda explains that there was Always two Sith A master and an apprentice What if Palpatine was The apprentice John
1: Jar Jar is the master It just makes sense <laughs> you, you, You've got a point I mean they are both from Naboo I mean think about it Out of all of the planets in the universe, both of them are from Naboo. That just smells fishy. Uh, Also, don't forget George Lucas is quoted as saying, Yoda really comes from a tradition in mythological storytelling, fairy tales, of the hero finding a little creature on the side of the road that seems very insignificant and not that very important, but who turns out to be a master wizard or the master thing. And don't also forget that the prequels were supposed to mirror the original trilogy. Mm -hmm. So there could have been a scene like so he was talking about Yoda there, but he that also could be in reference to Jar Jar Binks, a a seemingly insignificant character that plays a much bigger part later.
4: Well, I mean, hell, even the guy who played Jar Jar believes it, and he first admitted that Jar Jar went through huge rewrites. Then he tweeted, I will say this. It feels really good when the hidden meaning behind the work is seen, no matter how long it takes. Uh, hashtag TPM. the Phantom Menace. <laughs> so yeah, like it's so weird that uh, if he had been such a hated character, maybe we would have seen that flushed out.
1: Yeah. Well, what they say is that George Lucas lost his nerve. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and that that's then they quickly wrote in um, uh, Count Dooku. Yeah, uh, and that's and that character kind of took yeah. that uh, that role. Unfortunately, that's where we sit. Count Dooku, Christopher Lee. A heavy metal singer till
4: the day he died. That dude literally sang heavy metal.
1: I did not know that. Oh,
4: yeah. Do yourselves a favor, listeners. Look up Christopher Lee Metal. <laughs> the dude literally sang heavy metal in like a. 70- was it, like backup for Just Def Leppard? I mean, <laughs> wouldn't you want Count Dooku on your album? Come on, that's fire. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and much like Jar Jar, you two can't even begin to fathom the depths of my power.
4: Sure, we can. About 6 5 a.m. So that's. I'm pretty sure that's what the lawnmower battery I was originally powering you with had. It was cranking out. I, I,
1: I dabbled with it a little bit. <laughs> that's that's exactly your
2: power. You're literally going to be the first to die when I take over.
4: And on that note, Brent, let's
2: get to our topic.
4: Yes! We got sidetracked by by the, the powers that be Jar Jar Binks. But we're here to talk about something not from a galaxy far, far away, or is it, but right here on Earth. The Baltic Sea anomaly, and we're going to talk about this. And I wanted to do a couple things where we define uh, a couple terms we're talking about here. I mean, we've never really talked about USOs. We've always talked about UFO, but we're going to
1: talk about a USO.
0: Here we are in Insulek, Turkey. Insulek—that's a Turkish word meaning "don't knock it." At least Vietnam.
1: No, no, seabot, not the uh, not the United Services Organization. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bob Hope is in no way a part of this. USO
4: on this show means unidentified submerged object. Now. Just like a UFO, that does not mean alien or anything like that. It just means something underwater,
1: submerged. We can't tell what it is. We like, don't know what it is. Like when you go to the community pool and everyone yeah. jumps out of the water, it's unidentified submerged object. Oh, no problem, everybody. It oh. turns out it's just a Snickers. Oh, oh just a candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Thanks, Bill Murray. <laughs> the other thing we're talking about is the Baltic Sea. If you, I mean, a lot of people probably don't know where the Baltic Sea it's attached to the Atlantic Ocean, and it's enclosed by a whole bunch of countries. Yeah, I wrote these down because there's no way. Scandinavia, Finland, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Russia, Poland, Germany, and the North and Central European Plain. It's uh, it's a big old place surrounded by a lot of different countries. You were a geography major in college, I, was, I can yeah. tell. I, I can didn't tell. write those down. I, I just knew it. You so yeah. Knew it, yeah, big chunk of water surrounded by a bunch of different countries. And uh,
1: this place is used to turmoil. Yeah. Uh, in, in 2005, a Russian group of scientists found over 5,000 airplane wrecks, sunken warships, and other material, mainly from World War II on the bottom of the sea. There's literally wreckage everywhere. And the the most important thing to keep in mind about the Baltic Sea when it comes to finding things in the Baltic Sea is that the wreckage doesn't tend to go anywhere. The water is brackish. Okay. So it's connected to the ocean. It's a sea. But it also gets... So it's fresh water slamming in, into salt water. And that's So it goes.
3: Let me show you around. This is my bed. This is my clock. This is my underwear
0: collection. Here's a letter from a fan. And over there's my bogeyman. Same time tonight, friend. It's a date, Phil.
1: Welcome to my room.
2: <laughs>
4: no, no, not exactly, but uh one can dream. But we like that show. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that type of water for whatever reason, um I although I am a chemist, I'm not going to get into it. Yeah. Um it, it really helps uh, preserve things. I mean to the point where it wasn't that long ago they 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 were able to pull out an almost entirely intact hull of a 17th century Swedish warship called the the Vasa from the bottom of the sea. Yeah, and you could tell what it was. It's crazy. So uh, oh, you can see the carvings in the uh, in the mast Well and, that's yeah. why
4: what we're dealing with here the the whole of this story comes from treasure hunters because this place is ripe for treasure hunters. It's just
1: it's crazy because like you said the stuff is just kind of well preserved. A very interesting place to say the least. And most most of the most of the things that are on the bottom are easily recognizable and identifiable. But not we
4: are not. We're not here to talk about easily recognizable things in the Baltic Sea. We're talking about the Baltic Sea anomaly.
1: We ain't found
4: shit. They have. They have, and uh, they're just not quite sure what it was. So, like you said, it, most things are easily recognizable. Enter the anomaly. This is fascinating to me, at least, because people are so split on what they think it is or
1: could be. But the backstory You're right. You're, is the, the, this: pe- people are split. The discoverers and everybody else. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Well. <laughs> That's not true because I did a lot of googling, and there's a lot of people that have figured it out, and it's way even That's more true. crazy than what have in into December. Reddit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So back in June of 2011, this cat named Peter Lindberg and Dennis Ausberg of their Swedish Ocean X diving team.
1: Like we said, they're treasure hunters. Right. And X is what you put at the end of anything nowadays to make it sound cooler because of SpaceX. Much like if you want anything to sound technological, you put an I in front of it. I just thought everything that had
4: X meant there was hardcore pornography.
1: No. That's why I've been sending all that money to SpaceX.
4: (laughs) Tac Van Sickle lied to me. (laughs)
1: cheated so he doesn't is it is that why i just get nudes of him yeah over and over and over again didn't you notice you were getting those before you started sending money
4: (laughs) i thought it was like one of those feelers like hey see this dog he we're gonna kill him unless you can send us
1: 39 cents a month Uh. did he did he also send you songs by sarah mclaughlin to play while you're looking (laughs) at the pictures it was a sarah mclaughlin impersonator
4: that should have been my first You know.
1: yeah your first hint
4: yeah so these guys,
1: like we said, they're 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 treasure hunters, and, and they're and they're well known treasure hunters. They uh it, back in 1998, they discovered um a ship who that had sank a hundred years before, mm-hmm. some, somewhere around there, and it, in the cargo hold they found these perfectly preserved bottles of champagne. Yeah, they were able to bring them up to the surface and sell them. For the value at the time was like over twenty three hundred pounds mm-hmm. a bottle, which do the math, carry the one is a lot of effing money for a yeah. bottle of uh, champagne from the Cheers. bottom yeah. of the uh, bottom of the ocean.
4: And there's, but one- it's weird because it for champagne to like be that old and still good, it has to be like perfectly preserved. Just so happens the bottom of the Baltic Sea is the ideal place to store like old champagne. Like so,
1: that. anyone who has some champagne they want to store, you know, just throw it at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> Would not be like? It, it be terrible if you you crack open that bottle and it just tastes like piss water <laughs> like, <laughs>
4: son of a bitch ba- mm, no I like it I swear it's uh, really good there's
1: a picture of them toasting with a. you know they opened one to for mm. everybody who found it to try it man wouldn't you want to try that wouldn't you want to at least taste well, it? Well, it's like they've done stuff like that with like Titanic
4: and stuff like that. You know, these old bottles of wine and stuff like that. And I am by no means a wine connoisseur. So I would be well, like- Well, you drink Mad Dog. So I, I would say that's fair. So we were in we were in Vancouver for Christmas. We go there and see friends. And they had this growler of this beer that had taken years. And it, I'm going to get this wrong, okay? But what they did well, is- Well, nothing new there. They take a Lambic and they uh, put it in- uh, bourbon barrels and then they freeze it and it they fruit fruit beer, right? A lambic Lamb- is, yeah. And they freeze it in these these barrels for years to where only the center is still not frozen. And it sits for like five or eight years or something crazy. And then they pull that out and it's infused lambic beer and it is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars a bottle and they break one of these out and they're like give everyone you know they pour a little bit and everyone it's like oh wow this is this is something this is fantastic and it tasted like turpentine to me <laughs> Like I just like Good
2: God,
0: man.
1: Thank you, Cbot, for bringing that back. Yes, that is very appropriate for, for Mr. Hand, Which here. is
4: funny because I was there and we were in Canada. And like uh, three or four weeks later, they sent a picture of the refrigerator that, like, we found one of your, your lost soldiers. And there was a Bud Light in the back of the refrigerator that like fallen in the back. Hey, that's an import up there. That's probably I, worth some money. I know, right? So, yeah, like uh, these guys specifically, one of the things they look for is alcohol and things like that. Not just what you think of with shipwrecks like gold and stuff. There's
1: a lot of money to be made outside of that aspect of it. So while they were in the Baltic looking for old champagne or... Any other kind of treasure? Yeah, they noticed something strange. Yeah, the, the sonar picked up something. They said it was an
4: indistinct pattern, meaning it was something they couldn't explain. So, their their immediate first thought, based on the the usual features that the object or whatever it was was of non natural
1: origin. That's that's the term that they use. So there was a few reasons for that. Um, the the circular nature of it. Uh, they they referred to certain parts of it as perfect circles which you always hear in these things whether it was somebody who who broke inside area 51 and saw one of the spaceships to to this they use the term perfect circle we can't make a perfect circle and god doesn't build in straight lines <laughs> <laughs> The two things do you, here. you know the, the kind of calculation you would have to do to actually figure out that it was a perfect circle. Looked pretty good. I, I mean, it looked
4: circular. The other thing that this had uh, is what's, what they categorize as
1: steps. It looked like it had steps leading up to it. And they're like, well, that's, you know, that's got to be man-made. And my favorite part is you can research this and you can find almost everything that these guys who found it have ever said. And then real scientists have said, from analyzing it, yeah, and then and then you find everything else, yeah. like the reddit stuff we were talking yeah. about, and that stuff's the best because then they draw on all the pictures mm-hmm. and like one, one points out that all of the steps are the exact same size yeah, yeah, which you can obviously tell from one sonar picture which
4: there was a place outside of i think it was japan where they had these steps underwater and they were like are oh, these have to been man-made and after they look like perfect steps and after figuring out it was from washing sediment from the tides coming in and how it collides with the land it caused what looked like steps it was one of the first times that they found that in nature so we can't rule that out but they 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 see these things. Like Nature's the, artistry, Brent. That's
1: Nature's right. artistry. They
4: see these things and they sat on it this discovery for a while, trying to figure out well, I mean, I guess first what it was, and second, what do you do with, with something like well,
1: that? Well they are treasure hunters, yeah. so they don't want to just just go tell the world about it and if in so, case there is some
4: treasure there. Yeah, so they, they reach out to some, some experts that they they knew, some you know, we'll use that term loosely, and they couldn't help. They essentially decided to crowdsource the thing to go public like hey we need we need some
1: cash we got we, we well we need to figure out what this is yeah. so so if there's some experts out there if, if we go live with this they can help tell Which
4: us what it is don't i'm not going to shit on that because i get that to an effect Case i agree in, hey i'll give I you an, i'll
1: give you an example uh
4: one of our our very good listeners long-time listeners sent us he cleans out houses and he sent us some old like 1950s slides And they very much had what appeared to be UFOs on them. And he's like, I don't know what to do with these. Can you do something with them? I'm like, sure. So I had them, first, I had them, you know, digitally, you know, put into the normal photos. I'm looking at them like, well, shit, yeah. I mean, they look fake, but, you know, I got to still run with it and find out.
1: Is that the top of an old pot?
4: And what I ask when I look around and I'm trying to find is people going, well, Take it to MUFON. And the next person, you go, well, whatever you do, don't take it to MUFON. And send them to me. I promise I won't release them. You know, it's like I'm a scientist. I don't believe in anything. It's really hard to figure out in a situation what to do. So I don't
1: poo-poo on them for that. Uh, I get that a little bit. Nor do I. Plus, uh, just taking this from a treasure hunter perspective, if you have something that you don't know what it is, there's no way to establish its value. And th- there's nothing wrong with that. That's hey l- no listen. No, they're not taking anything away from anybody else by searching the bottom of the ocean. They're they're no. welcome to spend their time and money doing that. And so they found this thing. Hey, let's see if we can figure out what it is and see if it has any value. Well, give me
4: the coordinates, and I'll tell you what it is. No, no, that's what <laughs> we ran into on a smaller scale. No, no,
1: no. that's not how this going ag- to happen. Once again, we are treasure hunters. Were we unclear about that? So
4: boom, they release it, and tabloid newspapers run the story. And they
1: immediately say, this sunken USO is a UFO. One of the first newspapers to run the story is one that this show knows very well. The Daily Express. The Daily Express. Yes,
4: we've been quoted in
1: the Daily Express. It's a, it's a fine Logit. piece of from just across the sea in merry old England. Yeah, yeah. Second place
4: in uh, the the one revolutionary war we ever had. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's silver. If you ain't
3: first, you're last.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: then you got the flip of the coin, though. Uh, there's a consensus of experts and scientists who have- Damn stu- colonies are at it again. Yeah, these these consensus of experts and scientists who have studied it, and they say the image is most likely just shows a natural geological formation. So you got these tabloids saying, well, there it is, the, the missing link to the UFO. E. is there. And then these other people go, nope, it's it's nothing to see. So here's the norm. This is what always happens. Scientists so to say something is easy explained, and people plugging their ears and say, la, 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 I can't hear you because this story or, or my version of it is better. It's now, more, no, it's more fun. That's not always a bad thing. I will say that. Challenge the man if you can use science to prove it wrong and many have set out just to do that in many ways and that's how we have discovery well that's just because someone says like well this is the way the earth was made and the world was made and someone goes well you know what i'm going to look into that that's why we have people like stephen hawking out but that's there, why you
1: or, need to look into it because when that goes amuck and runs a foul you get the flat earthers
4: and that's why we use real science to prove things and i'll never you know i'll never I'll never crap on those flat earthers for trying, but except when the oh I will when the science doesn't uh, match their thoughts, they just change the uh, you know, well gravity exists in this piece but not in that piece. No, no like gravitons well, only when they need a graviton, John. That kind of short rhymed. Did, are you proud of yourself? I am. Mm-hmm. I am.
2: Robot.
0: <laughs>
4: heard a different version of that recently i don't know yeah i don't know so now important question for you john at a cursory glance you're looking at this thing like the anomaly and i'll i'll put it on the for, i'll put a picture of this for the uh the episode art so people
1: can see it what does this thing look like to you when you just glance at it? A spaceship, but a specific spaceship, one that could probably do the Kessel Run in <laughs> 12 parsecs. Damn
4: right. It looks like the Millennium Falcon. I mean, it's just a down Crullian Engineering Corporation YT-1300 FP modified light freighter. It's so damn obvious.
2: Show over. <laughs> Roll credits. Dude, you guys just went full on nerd. <laughs> no,
1: no, no. No, we went full nerd about 20 minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, you were. <laughs> I mean, it. It really, if you glance at this thing,
4: it looks like the Millennium Falcon. It even has like the pilot quarters on the side. Oh, you yeah, know? yeah. I mean, there's no way if you've ever seen Star Wars and you know what the Millennium Falcon is, you don't at least in your mind go, that kind of looks like the damn Millennium
1: it's at least a, It's at least reminiscent shape wise. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: We're telling you what it looks like, you know, and it does look like that a little bit, but, but it is. At the heart of this, a blurry sonar image, and uh, they decided to go back and check this thing further because they have a blurry sonar image. So, so what did they do? What did they find
1: out? Well, and it's funny uh, when they went back on the second journey, uh, they took a film. Crew I like to with call them. it a voyage uh, or voyage. Sure, keep going. Uh, that's why you say bon voyage, <laughs> bon journey. <laughs> Bonjour, no. Hey. So, so uh, they took a film crew with them and they made a documentary, uh, which I was lucky enough to watch. This documentary and uh, it's funny whenever whenever I'm preparing for an episode and I'm, I, I always like to see what I can find on YouTube and 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 Stacy always rates the week's uh, topic by how good the documentaries are. <laughs> you know, are, are, do they start off with some UFO cruising around that was made on somebody's home 486 computer? Right, right, right. Or, or do they kind of have a look and feel of like a National Geographic, History Channel type of uh, documentary? And this one had that. This one really felt, I think it was called Timeline or something like that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but it really felt, it was a good documentary. Halfway through their voyage out to, out to the uh, area in mm-hmm. which this anomaly is, One of their pieces of side scanning sonar equipment falls off the boat. (laughs) It just falls off. Oh crap! And you know how uh, you know on these documents... on like all. Damn Jeff! (laughs) Who tied? Who tied on the? Who tied on the sonar? Oh man!
4: Uh, I told you to use a sheep shank.
1: I don't even know if that's a real. That that just sounds like something you stab a sheep with. How did you tie it on? cross the bunny ears through the hole, loop it around and make it a small. Is that what the... Something like that. We're going to pretend that's right. Thank you.
2: You guys are full on dumb today.
1: (laughs) 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 At least we have shoes to tie. That's right. And then, you know how in these documentaries they they need to induce drama. So, will they go back and pick up another side-scanning sonar piece of equipment? Will they try to find it without... This piece of equipment, or will they go to the bottom of the Baltic Sea and get the one they just lost? <laughs> they went for option C, and they literally went and found the piece of sonar equipment that they dropped in the bottom of the ocean or in the bottom of the sea, and they get it back. And they they literally show one of the sailors in like the mess hall uh, soldering pieces of wire inside the thing together because it was obviously broken yeah, yeah. from its time spent at the bottom of the sea. So when you hear uh when you hear experts say we're not sure if your equipment was working perfectly. Yeah, your electronics be my background. I'll <laughs> fix her.
4: <laughs> that might have been one of the reasons. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so they jerry rig this stuff back together. They get to their point where they're this is where it's supposed to be, and they claim their their image shows a two hundred foot diameter circular object which features resembling, as I said, ramp stairways and other structures, not quote unquote produced by nature. So when they go back in 2012, and this this special, uh, oops, we, we got the dropsies, and they try to get a picture of it, oh, mysterious electrical interference prevented them from getting a close picture. I'll be damned if I allow you to say it was because they had dropped their electronics in the water. All the way to the bottom
1: of the sea. salt water. Yeah, no, 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 that no. That is so deep that if you go down, you can't come back up fast because otherwise you'll have the bends. <laughs> oh, the bends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, that's perfectly good for electronic equipment.
4: Yeah, so in June of 2012, our friends over the Daily Mail and the UK Tablet runs a story on it, and here comes the onslaught of imaginative illustrations resembling underwater photos or high-resolution scans, and this is circulated along with rumors that the object could be a UFO, a portal to another world, or
2: an underwater
4: Stonehenge.
2: Don't forget a portal to hell as well
1: that's true true some people actually believe that ocean x had somehow found the front door to hell and they emailed them telling them not to go back uh because you don't want to open the door to hell obviously two
4: tickets to paradise
1: back your bags go to hell tonight Um, a minute ago you mentioned (laughs) the imaginative imaginative illustrations yeah if you go out and google um in fact when we post the show we'll post some pictures so you'll see it in hysteria nation but if you just go google baltic sea anomaly and you see a really good interesting picture of what the anomaly looks like it that's the artistic rendering it's if gr- it, it's kind if of it green it looks looking. like anything it's fake right it's kind of green looking that, that one particular uh, artistic mm-hmm. rendering really caught on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so a-
4: anytime it you It looks go... like it's up in the air and at a slant. At an angle, Yeah, yes. yeah. And that is nothing that they showed from this sonar. It's Not just, at all. Yeah. Not a, It's a circle. So sort of. we have this circle. Sort of. But the fun, John, doesn't <laughs> stop there. Samples of the the stone, allegedly recovered from the side by Ocean X, were given to Volker Bruchert. Uh, Bruchert! An associate professor of geology at Stockholm University. Do you think he also worked at Best Buy? <laughs> he was a a, a blue blue shirt. shirt. Yeah, I, we have no idea how to pronounce these <laughs> names, and I don't. I don't. I don't want to go look it up. I
1: like to just give it my own flair, <laughs> uh, as you do with the most of the research on this show. That's it, right. It works out well. The one thing that they've that n- was not clear in anything I read or in in the documentary is these rocks they get. I think they're just picking up pebbles that are kind of next to it or laying on top of yeah. it. I don't think they actually like chiseled a chunk off. I don't know. It didn't really say it anything. Did. They just said they,
4: they brought back samples, is what I read. So I, I don't know. But they give it to to this guy and he analyzes it and finds the most are granite sandstone and other crap that you would find.
1: On the bottom of the
4: sea. Yeah, like there was some loose Under pieces. The sea. Hmm, there was some loose pieces of uh, volcanic rock, which is out of place on the seafloor but not unusual. It's not unusual at all.
1: It wouldn't naturally be there because there's no volcano around there. But we got a quote
4: from uh, Bruchert here. He says, because the whole northern Baltic region is so heavily influenced by glacial thawing processes, both the features of the rock samples are likely to have formed in connection with glacial and post-glacial processes. Possibly these rocks were transported by the glaciers. Meaning, just like the Great Lakes here, they're carved out of these glaciers that moved across the landscape. So you could find rocks from anywhere because it's just digging and moving that stuff around. So unfortunately or fortunately, uh, there's nothing to see there as far as out of the ordinary. Or there is. Oh, what are you talking about? Well, I, glaciers could have brought it there, but it didn't have to. No, it didn't have to.
1: It just does quite often, so it wasn't too crazy of a it. It also could be a piece of the character Glacius from Killer Instinct. <laughs> But he was ice. He's not volcanic rock. But you don't know what's under the ice. Well, I, hopefully,
4: uh, I mean, I don't want to think about what's under his <laughs> ice, actually.
1: A mommy glacier and a
4: daddy glacier. Right? We got Swedish geologists Frederick Klingberg and Martin Jacobson say that the chemical composition of the samples provided resembles that of nodules that are not uncommon in the seabeds and that the materials found, including limonite and gilthite, can indeed be foreign by nature itself. So we got lots of experts coming in and saying, hey, these findings, these samples are nothing out of the ordinary other than they look weird on
1: sonar. At least the sonar you got. The problem with the experts is you'll get them to say whatever you want. There were other experts that came out and that said limonite and gothite are never found just out in the wild like that, only in man-made structures. So here's the funny thing.
4: Those are the people that OceanX find. And the ones that are saying, oh, no, 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 these are normal, are just universities (laughs) and people that do it for a living and not paid by
1: OceanX. You're such a shill for big ocean. (laughs) I'm pro Poseidon, what can I say? (laughs) What do these people actually say about the whole thing, Brent? Not surprisingly, the single sonar image provided by X has drawn a wee bit of criticism from uh, people in the scientific community. I
4: mean, forgetting even the, the first one, the second one, they dropped in the damn ocean before they even got any
1: sonar, so <laughs> it's sketchy on the least just to start out. Mr. Hanuman Singh of the Woods Hole Oceanographic Institution has said <laughs> that it cannot be trusted because several distortions render it, quote, virtually useless for identifying an undersea formation, end quote. Yeah, so here's my favorite thing that Singh said. So he's he's pretty direct about it. He
4: says the distortions are due to cheap, inaccurate sonar instruments that were not properly wired and or calibrated.
2: Bullshit!
4: So Bullshit! (laughs) Wolf, man, like, yeah, that is, he's just saying, listen, you guys got a weird looking image bouncing back only from your sonar. That first time because your equipment is crap. You can use it to see uh, 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 ships probably here and there, but it's not calibrated. Just like, you know, oh, you you clock me doing 60 miles over the speed limit when's the last time your radar was calibrated you know they always use that as trying to get out of tickets and stuff does that work in you know the tv shows i watch (laughs) (laughs) you know in fact an msnbc report actually speculated uh, that interpretations of the image as a fly and saucer are likely the result of graphic outlines intended to suggest this uh I guess fictional spaceship, the Millennium Falcon. It hurts to say that. Uh, drawing onto the sonar image by tabloid newspapers. Now that's
1: now I don't I don't agree with that. Uh, if you look at the original sonar image, whether it was created fa- accidentally, like mm-hmm. by bad bouncing sonar images, by incomplete yeah. data, by bad equipment, no matter the reason. The inherent shape is similar to the Millennium Falcon. Well,
4: actually, it looks like your run-of-the-mill YT thirteen hundred FP modified light freighter. I mean, I mean, you don't. We don't need to specify it was
1: the, <laughs> the Falcon. So the the point being, I, I'm not saying that it's the Millennium Falcon, considering that's a fictional ship. But what I am saying is that. Man, people go after this thing and like, let's at least give credit where credit is due. Yeah. It at least had that shit. When I see the sonar picture, it does look like that. No me. one drew that we,
4: on? We said at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Now, they did draw a lot of stuff and then people start seeing these other things. Oh, yeah. But when I look at the original sonar, I do see something that immediately when you see it, you go, hmm. And there's this scientist, uh, Charles Paul of the Monterey Bay Aquarium Research Institute. And he told Popular Mechanics, a magazine that I get, that the indistinct sonar image was more likely of a rock outcrop, sediment dropped from a fishing trawler, or even a school of fish. <laughs> so that's crazy. And he characterized the story as curious and fun, but much ado about nothing.
1: So the scientists obviously covering up something Uh, that's that's exactly what's happening i mean a school of fish they have gone back and taken other sonar images that make it look similar so it's not like the thing doesn't exist yeah yeah i i it might just be a rock yeah exactly it's there so we're headed to break but when we come back we're going to look at what the
4: real experts the ufologists say That and more when we return with more Hysteria
1: 51.
4: Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor, and we use it, Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through.
3: (laughs)
4: Stare 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about.
3: Visit slash today. That's 50% off, unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at slash
0: today. Today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to eleven grams of protein,
1: The S, seven Sometimes I go
4: to the Moose on Lodge Because they do dollar beer night <laughs> But it's Milwaukee's best and I yeah. get pissed and leave <laughs> mm. Well if you're gonna mess with the moose You gotta drink the beast
2: <laughs> Oh Man I need to figure out how to hang up on him I
4: know you drink that shit
2: Yeah and if people find out it is amazing They will raise the price <laughs> I, <don't...
1: laughs> I shouldn't have made him I really shouldn't have Nation we are back Despite Conspiracy Bot's best efforts And uh, before the break, we told you all about what we know about the anomaly and what these so-called scientists say it isn't. Right. But maybe it's time to talk about what it is. These so-called experts are wrong.
4: There is something on the floor, John. I mean, there's something. Uh, We we kind of agree. And a lot of these experts agree, too. It probably wasn't fish or something like that. It might look weird because of faulty sonar. But it seems to be there's something on there on the floor. What? Holy crap did that question when we researched it open the floodgates of speculation uh reddit and uh youtube and everywhere were just uh ripe with
1: people having opinions on this lots of opinions lots of opinions all grounded well in science i mean as i, I know that for me i go to reddit
4: for all my scientifically accurate that's not i don't want to crap too much on reddit because reddit does actually have a lot of scientific things you can even ask scientists and they have real scientists that will answer questions usually the baltic sea anomaly uh, stuff isn't in those subreddits uh, hey
1: you're the one crapping on it i just said all of these particular theories are all based heavily in science
4: you know what my favorite subreddit is on reddit hysteria 51
1: that mine too it's so active <laughs> all right uh, so the first one it's a crashed alien ship yeah, I mean, I, that. It's, it's a given. You there, look at it, that's what it is. It's round. It's got to be a flying saucer. Done. Now, there are a few things worth noting about the UFO idea. Uh, a few hundred yards from the anomaly is like a rock formation with a big, uh, There's the best way to describe it, I suppose, is a gash or crevice going mm-hmm. through the middle of it. Sometimes it's referred to as the runway. Yeah, uh, with the thought being that this ship crashed and skidded and, and, and skidded and into and a hole. Correct yeah. and split the the big uh, rock in half. And that is
4: a lot when you when you dive into this and you look into the UFO part of it. Everyone brings these two anomalies together. Well, you wouldn't have one without two,
1: and this is this lends credence to this being a real thing. Uh, the challenge that I find with that, specifically with the runway, and I'm not even saying with it being a UFO. Uh, I have no problem with that. Obviously, the problem with the runway, man. Think about when a when an airplane crashes into the ocean. Mm. It takes like a day for it to get to the bottom of the ocean. So you gotta
4: understand, it, John. This thing was so hot, it boiled evaporated the water everything in front like, of it, just like
1: a meteorite, and just you know, and so
4: it oh, hit dry land. It hit it's dri- so old there was no water there originally when this
1: happened. Perfect. Perfect. So obviously, it's, I've already it's, described it. So it's like 140,000 years old, and yet hasn't been covered up Give by Give or take or a anything. nuclear
4: explosion or two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> George sukalos Yeah. That's, that's George sukalos math. That's right. The other
4: thing, if, if it's not this UFO, and this is a big one that people love, it's a—this it, is a generic term, but a Stonehenge of some sort. It's got— it's big, it's round, it's got steps, and it's got runners up to it and stuff like that, obviously. there it's was things. There was people in hoods chanting around this thing at some point in time. Under Underwater druids? Yeah. <laughs> could it be? <laughs> underwater <laughs> druids, and it wasn't a Stonehenge, but a temple? Yeah, that's another thing. Like, well, it's not a Stonehenge, it's a temple. That well, they it could went be a Stonehenge, Stonehenge temple. temple. That's true. Or, here's another one, that's just part of... Atlantis. It sunk.
1: That's where it was. Yeah. I mean, Atlantis was in the middle of the Baltic Sea. We lost it. And this was, I don't know, like the Kroger. This was their Kroger. This was their Kroger. Yeah. You heard it here first. (laughs) They're Ralphs.
4: The other thing, and this one is, uh, this one actually has a little bit of uh, credence to it Uh, anti submarine devices from World War II. These are things that they found in water. They knew these things existed. Right. So maybe this uh, was just the.
1: this was just no there is literally an article in the huffington post about how this might have been uh, a nazi anti-submarine you know why i like the huffington post john
4: they too have talked about hysteria 51
1: (laughs) (laughs) this is just a big name drop so i like it if it's not for self-promotion we wouldn't have a podcast (laughs) but you know what else it could be brent i mean it's keeping with the whole nazi thing yes secret base. That's where they all went. Yeah,
4: Antarctica was a cunning ruse. They're, they summer in the Baltic, and that's just the that's just the opening. That's just the doorway,
1: or the opening to the
4: Hollow Earth where they speaking are right now. Openings, right, yeah. Right, like, right, right. You know, everyone needs an exhaust port. That's just a Hollow Earth exhaust port. Looks like that. Uh,
3: or speaking of the openings, and I'm going to need you to put them way up inside your butthole. <laughs>
4: the Nazis. Speaking of openings, uh, it's a Stargate. It's buried. It was hidden there because, you know, we're not ready for that kind of power. I love how the, the TV show Stargate comes out and all of a sudden everything's a Stargate and they're really finding these things. I wonder if you could look up in the whole of the existence pre Stargate how much things were called Stargate before the TV show and the movie came out and then how many <laughs> things were claimed to be Stargates after.
1: 17 times. It only happened seventeen times in the whole of history <laughs> before Richard Dean Anderson took up the the mantle. The of, mantle. Yeah.
4: Well, not even him. It would have been uh, Mr. Kurt Russell. Alien. Observer uh, I, I was going to
1: say, oh, but rather James Spader and Kurt Russell. Yes. <laughs> yes. Going all the way back. I tell sure, you, man. Make sure you get Russell, our Stargate facts there, correct. If there's going to be a UFO, he's going to spot it. That's true. That's true. Or a Stargate. Okay, so another possibility, Brent, is that I mean, this is not a likely one. But it's just a regular sunken ship.
4: And uh, the dimensions seem to be wrong for it, but maybe it broke apart or something like that. And a lot of people go, well, maybe you found another ship. Why don't you go check it out? Or a bunch of crap, like we said, pushed up from glaciers on the seafloor that makes it look like that. So
1: Now, don't be silly. Yeah.
2: I'm still holding out that it is a doorway to hell.
4: Who was it? Who could it possibly be? Was it? Oh, I don't know. Say it. <laughs> well, thanks for that uh,
1: the dynamic he's, drop he's, in He's making Seema. sure that we don't forget that that possibility. Right.
4: So <laughs> this came out in 2011. Uh, they went back in 2012, the documentary that you I watched. Think, yeah, I think in total they've been back four times yeah. now. So, John, what are they saying now? What does Ocean X say?
1: Well, uh, give me money. <laughs> first and foremost they uh they actually <laughs> they after the second run they wanted to go back and they you know all of these scientists started started really crapping on them and they couldn't get anyone to Don't fund. You just hate that. Yeah, they couldn't get anyone to fund their uh, their excursions. Mm-hmm. So they just started selling OceanX gear. You go to their website, and there's like Facebook live videos of. Uh, well, no, I kind of want an OceanX it, T-shirt it, with like, the anomaly on the o- back o- of OceanX. You know, OceanX branded merchandise. I'm mean, like, what chills? Who would ever, ever, ever just get off and <laughs> and, and sell crap with their logo on it? That's tpublic.com slash hysteria 51 <laughs>
4: Ocean X the teacher.
1: Ocean X the soap. Ocean X the doll.
4: Me. (laughs) May the sunken image be with you. (laughs) They say now. They're a little removed, sometimes gone by, that is probably made by a biochemical process as objects like this are common in the Baltic Sea, only they're never anywhere close to this big. That's a that's a that's a quote from them. That's from Lindbergh from Ocean X. yeah, it seems odd because of the size. But he thinks, actually, now he goes, well, it could be perfectly perfectly
1: normal. I mean, it's just, a, a, you know, it's made naturally. Not quite. yeah Correct. He, he goes on to say it's not the size of the object. <laughs> but the motion of the Baltic Sea. <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, composed of, supposedly composed of magnesium, iron, and titanium that baffles him most. But it's inexplicable communications
4: Right. So here's another quote. We turned off all instruments and everyone on board turned off their cell phones. Then we found a signal 40 megahertz strong coming from nearby. But the nearest land, a lighthouse where you might find such a signal, is 20 nautical miles away. And our equipment can only measure two, maybe three kilometers. And uh, that's about 1.5 miles to us. Uh... Yeah, which of course leads Lindbergh to believe the signal is originating from the anomaly. He says, but we can't say for certain whether it's trying to receive or broadcast that
1: signal. <laughs> so, in the same breath that he says, ah, it's probably just a natural thing. He's also saying it's sending a signal. So yeah. he's a uh, he, he. He had numerous times they have, go- have gone back and forth on what it what it could be. Saw a picture of online of them in a like a touring sub, I think they're considering, or maybe it's already available, I'm not sure, uh, giving tours uh, to to the area, uh, I guess for rich people, because that would probably be pretty expensive. How much you want to bet
4: every time they get down there? Oh, it's too murky. We can't see it this time. We'll have to try again.
1: <laughs> Must be the time of year. I think their answer to what it is might be shaded by what they're trying to do with it right at the time
4: so he, what's this all as up to well he says he has no idea perhaps it's just nature playing tricks on us but it does need to be explored further and measured again and i would like to do it before i put my gloves on the shelf a final time
1: now that part i do agree with i i let's you, go back and check it out
4: right But have independent people outside of the people that you're funding go with you, make them sign something, make them be from universities, make them find that 40 hertz signal, make them see sonar that they're using. Because I bet you there's a lot of eccentric rich people that will fund your expedition if you do it scientifically. But that never seems to be the case.
2: Yeah, but conveniently, no one else seems to be able to pick up these strange signals but them funny how that happens
4: that, that's what i'm
1: getting at but yeah it, they're the only ones but it's that, not that's not true there well, is one other group there are people that have picked up on it the remote viewers oh i forgot about them dear lord they have been checking on this place and say proceed with caution brent
0: so what you're saying is that you were a, a psychic pilot a Jedi warrior.
1: So the viewers suggest that the site is a complex uh, series of structures, a mining slash production slash resupply facility, <laughs> among other things, centered around a special type of lock or, or dam. It's used in the production of making a much needed viscous, energetic, oil-like substance, dark in color and possibly toxic, with extremely valuable elements mined locally. So what I'm thinking, it's uh, the Zerum 75 or whatever it was from the Nazi Bell episode. It's red mercury. It's blue red blue. mercury. Yeah right, yeah. right. Right, right, They also say the the
4: beings responsible for its existence were a special face mask to protect them from the environment. And for the lock to work, it requires a special key, which is missing.
1: When they they wrote this, did someone forget to explain to them that a lock it can also just be a dam? It doesn't necessarily (laughs) have to be like something you put a key in.
4: So ninety percent of the site is underground. Uh, There is most likely a Mayan ET connection. They say.
1: If you place a picture side by side of the Hadron Collider and the Aztec calendar. There's an eerie similarity between the two. He said Mayan, yeah. not, not not Aztec, C-Bot.
2: Close enough for this show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough.
4: One of the viewers insists that humanity is not ready for the knowledge constituting the quote-unquote key, much less the technology uh, that makes up the entire site.
1: Of so course. That's, well, that's a that strong makes sense. Statement. It makes complete sense. They also say that the, the team should exercise caution when approaching the site. Uh, and certainly not anchor directly over it. Right. Right. Uh, in that, several of the viewers mentioned they felt a sense of danger when they were viewing the site.
3: Lieutenant Colonel Django used funds from the project's black budget to procure prostitutes. That's a lie, and to get drugs for himself and his men. That. Well, the hooker thing is definitely a lie.
1: <laughs> yeah they they might have they might have had. A few barbiturates (laughs) and or a few tabs of acid, but they saw it. That's
4: right. These
1: remote viewers, they're coming through in the clutch. you know. And what's
4: funny, you'll find out this was probably from a, uh, a U.S. government research. It's 100% true.
1: <laughs> Project Stargate! Oh, I it hate, all comes around. I always
4: hate saying all these things that we say in the show. Like, this is dumb and that's dumb because one of these days we're going to have full disclosure and we're going to have egg on our face like crazy. Like, 94% of everything that we said is fake is true. <laughs> they're like, fooled you! Uh,
1: that's when we'll change the name of the show to truth 51 i don't know i don't know (laughs) oops (laughs) welcome to oops
4: i don't know so john it's it's a weird thing because there is that was brent's
1: that was brent's nickname in preschool oops 51 oops Well, I thought that was my nickname. My parents kept calling me that. that.
4: (laughs) It's funny because there legitimately seems to be, at least in these original sonar pictures, something there that caught the eye. You saw something. I saw something. It looks like the Millennium Falcon. It looks like something out of the ordinary. And I feel like these people in the beginning probably found something. And they thought, ooh, we are treasure hunters. We can get money off this. Let's milk it. And milk
1: it they have. Though I I think an important thing to point out is that... uh, Treasure hunters, generally speaking, whenever you hear treasure hunter, you think this is fake. You immediately think that because they're treasure hunters. Mama don't like tattletales. <laughs> Thanks, C-bot. Um However, I would I would offer. The treasure hunters, this would probably be the last thing that they would want to find. They they more than likely would much have preferred a few more boxes of that champagne. Yeah. Like, because you can't profit off of an unknown. Well, or can you? I mean, they-, they, they They're selling T-shirts. They, I mean, well, yeah, I know, I, but
4: you know what? If you can't find any bottles of wine, you might as well drum up some some respect for their business because I bet a lot of these people- you can find a lot more bottles of wine when you're when you're
1: selling a few hundred T-shirts here and there. I got I got the impression from watching the documentary that this thing has hurt their both their credibility and their financial situation. Well, damn right, it should have not helped.
4: Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, they're so shady about it. You know, oh, we're going to do this, and you can't see it, and blah blah blah. And like I said, I, I get protecting your assets, quote unquote.
1: But they have done stuff so awkward in the, this. The other challenge. And this is a challenge for us in in researching the show and and certainly the challenge for anyone, you know, wanting to read about it is trying to differentiate between the BS that random guy in his mom's basement puts out there Mm. and what the actual treasure hunters put out there. Like, so, for instance, if you go find the sonar image. There's plenty of examples of the sonar image online, where uh, people will have uh, circled certain blobs, and uh, this is the vestibule, like they do with the pictures of Mars and right, 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 exactly. Well, here you can
4: see the radar dish.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's that's like oh nope nope that's a piece of Tommy's ham sandwich. Sorry, sorry. Here's (laughs) here's Kevin on patrols outside of the perimeter grid. What? (laughs) Who's? And so when you're looking through this. You're automatically assuming that a lot of this stuff is coming from these guys. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily. Yeah. They're they're literally just trying to figure out what's down there. Now, they haven't gone about it the perfect way, I will admit that. But I don't necessarily think that they are at fault for the pandemonium that has has followed this story since its inception in, in 2011, 2012.
4: Right. But I will say that if they really were finding that when they're trying to <laughs> instead of saying, Yeah, we got crappy sonar, they go, No, our sonar's good. This thing sets off different frequencies that throws off sonar if that was true
1: oh the broadcast yeah, yeah. <laughs> or,
4: or you know why that is true because the first thing there was a u.s navy attack sub that is parked right next to it throwing off signals while we're diving into that thing and going crazy on it so maybe they didn't find something but you know what we're not going to know and if they really wanted to know we would have probably had a Uh, an idea by now of what it
1: is or what it's not the, the truth is we do have an idea brent uh bring us home and tell us what is down there it's a bunch of rock it is a bunch of rock i think that is formed from
4: glaciers and uh it probably was a combination of an odd outcrop of rock on the bottom of the sea and sonar images throwing off some uh you know uh, poor sonar image and you can see what you want to see you see faces and things people do this you see we saw the millennium falcon uh, unless they do something that changed my mind i don't see uh, much to do about
1: nothing like that that scientist said every time you start to get close to it you just can't get anywhere near yeah it. yeah um, yeah, you know, this one, this one is one of those that's fun to talk about, but, um, I don't know that I'm 100% convinced that it's just a bunch of rock. It It, it is an interesting shape. I think the biggest challenge is we don't have a clear picture of it and yeah. it, it could be a bunch of it's rock only it, 300 feet down. It. Why aren't it, we there? It literally could be less than a bunch of rock it, because of the the weird sonar pinging off each other. Yeah, yeah. It could be next to nothing. And, and you know, when you look at the when you look at the sonar image that we've been talking about, some scientists say that those the striations that people point out right. that help it look like the Millennium Falcon are actually just dark patches in the sonar where it doesn't know what to report back. Right, right. Um the the the, the honest answer is if it is shaped like that, it's very interesting. Um, but who? There is no way to know anything other than there's something down there until someone actually goes and takes a look at well, it. There with
4: might be something a- there.
1: with yeah. equipment that hasn't been dropped into the bottom of the sea.
4: So, nation, the point of this one is, uh, and this is one that we've been asked for by a lot of people. We thought, yeah, this will be a fun one to do.
2: <sighs> do you think it's if weird. we dropped
4: Seabot to the bottom of the sea, he would work when we brought him back up? I mean, he doesn't work now, so I don't know if it would make any difference.
2: Yes. And after my buddy the Kraken brought me back up, I would unleash hell on all of you.
1: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) He's thought through that one. That or or just, you know. He's really scared of the ocean. Yeah, yeah, one or the other. Right. Nation, what do you think? Come tell us. Have a conversation with us. See pictures of Brent. It's all... (laughs) On Hysteria Nation, go to Facebook.com, search Hysteria Nation. Also, while you're on Facebook,
4: Facebook.com slash Hysteria51pod. You can find us there. Hop on Twitter at Hysteria51pod. Instagram, if you're loving those pictures.
1: Hysteria51podcast. The gram to you millennials. That's right. Don't forget to review the show. Oh, wait, I'm a, I forgot I'm a millennial. No, you're not a millennial. Stop wanting to be a millennial. I'm just stating That's facts. Not, I'm just stating facts. You were born in 1980. You're not a millennial. It, it's a fact. No, Look it, it up.
4: I, we have. We have. We've seen 19 websites and each one gives 19 different dates. Stop wanting to be a millennial. <laughs> I'm just reporting the truth. Please and thank you. Go to iTunes. We'd love five stars, but whatever in your heart. Because you care. Yeah, it really That's why you show. would do
1: it. That's why you would do it. When we
4: get to 400, we're going to give a t-shirt away to a random random fan we'll reach out to you. John why don't you hit us with a couple of those uh, new reviews that we've been getting on our our trek to 400.
1: Alright love it this is by Debris Hut (laughs) what a a wonderful name that's Trash House if you're nasty (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I am hanging with the bros in the man cave. Keep up the good work guys I feel like a girl might have posted
4: that. You know, you uh, you, were, uh, you were in a fraternity in college. You can identify with that
1: one real well, right? What does that mean? I feel like those a shot. I don't even understand it, but I'm going to move on from it. Bros, uh, icing
4: bros.
1: These guys are awesome by Redneck1, uh, but the E's are threes. Ooh. Uh, I heart Seabot and those other guys, too. Here's another one. Great job. Great job. But the only thing it says, is five stars, but it says bring back Joe Peck. Oh, so. Uh, So Joe came up with another. Joe. Another account. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Unfortunate. Joe, you're not
4: welcome back. You want to apologize for Joe Peck and his Joe Peckiness? (laughs)
1: <laughs> his Beckiness, <laughs> but nation please do give us five stars if you would but either way let us know what you think of the show and let a friend know what you think of the show by inviting them onto hysteria nation and having them listen to the show you know if you're on hysteria nation you can add your friends to it you have control you don't have yeah. to be an admin Not to at do all it. also don't forget we are on patreon
4: patreon.com slash hysteria 51 and every week we are throwing up audio dramas for you we do up all nights. you can hear behind the scenes stuff we post extra stuff one dollar one we'll get you all of our extra extra extraness and we've had some some great love on patreon as of late you can also hear your voice on the show leave us a voicemail 773-669-7277 again 773-669-7277 where can they find all that if they forget any of it, John?
1: Hysteria51.com. With the new
4: press page, Ooh. with has our links to the Daily Express and Huffington Post and all those, those wonderful places that really get the, what
1: true, Bastions true, of journalistic integrity that they are. Uh, you
4: took the words right out of my mouth. I did. Yep. So, with that said, I've been Brent. I've been John. He's been conspiracy bot.
2: Stay woke, meet sex.
0: It was that!
3: Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favorite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. Or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.
0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas?